welcome to Atypical Parenting, a podcast for people who love someone with autism. This is Dawn Tree, and we are honored today to have a guest with us who knows a whole lot about a topic that I think most of you are going to want to learn about, and that is CBD. You know, we've heard a lot about it. I think most of us have a favorable impression of it, but it's a little on the outskirts of the typical treatments that our doctors suggest to us. So I invited Justin here today because he has started a company and he is involved in the process from seed to sprout to product. And he's going to talk to us today all about that and about the health benefits and what to look for in the products that we want to buy. Another interesting thing about Justin is that he kind of got involved in all of this because his son has autism. So welcome, Justin. I'm so glad to have you. Well, thanks for having me. And I'm so glad we got a chance to connect. I saw that, you know, as the universe worked out that uh, I don't know if we reached out to you or you reached out to us. But when I saw your podcast, I knew that I would love to be a guest. So I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, my journey is I got started on this road in about 2014. And we had our second child, healthy, beautiful boy, redhead. And um, our first child was a girl. So we had the girl and the boy. And then I think we even had a white picket fence. But life was good. And, uh, you know, he was uh, healthy and happy and learning to play baseball and t-ball and read and talk and play and do all the stuff that kids do. Then after a routine checkup with the doctor's office, we noticed a, a real quick regression. And at first I was like, oh, it's just a phase and, and he'll grow out of it. My wife trusted her instincts, which I always encourage everyone to do. And she went back in to see if there was anything wrong and go check the ears and all these kinds of things. And then, you know, we got the phone call that forever changed my life that Shay was diagnosed with severe autism. And so I was like, you know, what happened? How did this happen? I just was in shock, you know. For those of us all in this journey, that first diagnosis, that first call, you know, that pit of your stomach and you're like, well, what do I do? Is it hereditary? Is it contagious? Is it from like the movie Rain Man? You just don't know. I mean, you're just not equipped. Fortunately, I was raised holistically by my mother um, and she was also a school psychologist for 25 years, retired, who helped kids with special needs. I flew her out and I said, hey, mom, we got a diagnosis. Will you check it out? So when she came out and said she agreed there was a problem, that's when it became very real to me. And I, I mean, it basically collapsed. And so that I knew, well, you know, when these moments happen in life, you can either succumb or you can rise. And so I got up the next day and said, okay, well, whatever we're doing, we're going to get Shay's health back. And so we went on a food allergy. We did a food allergy test through hair. It's a, it's a company out of Canada called Vitality Analysis. And for a couple hundred bucks, you could send a couple strands of hair in and it'll tell you everything your body is supposed to be taking more of and everything your body does not like. It rates everything on a scale from plus 800 to minus 800. And so you'll be amazed at how some things that we think are healthy for us aren't, you know, as, as we know in this world now with all of the environmental toxins and things that are everywhere, how many more allergies are out there? Yeah, it's true. And so we found that we got rid of all the processed foods, all the refined sugars, the, the anything that colors your food, anything that makes your food taste sweeter. It's basically our country is one of the only countries that will allow us to eat this crap. It's pretty disgusting, really. And uh, you just don't know that, right? You wake up and you think that, you know, you're maybe your government or there's, there's, there's guardrails that are out there that would protect us. 
unfortunately, that's just not been my experience and my research and my life and what I've seen from thousands of other families. Well, you hate to be a conspiracy theorist, right? Like, I'm so not into any of that. But the food in the United States that our government allows and encourages in a lot of ways is total shit. Yes, absolutely. 100 percent. You can't buy a Gatorade in France. It's against the law. Wow. You know, I mean, there are reasons that, unfortunately, us U.S. citizens are, we're having for the first time, I, maybe in the human history, or, or at least the last 247 years of our country, our life expectancy is actually going down. I know, I read that. That's crazy. And so it's a point where we have these incredible podcasts, because you're not seeing this on your evening news. If you say things like this on social media, then obviously, yeah, you can get labeled all kinds of negative things. We're up against a very, very powerful machine that makes trillions of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And so anyways, I didn't know any of this beforehand. I mean, again, I was raised holistically, so I had an inkling. So we got my son a healthy diet. I mean, we're talking juice, organic juicing, probiotics. We use a company called Sunrider that's got some really great organic cold enzymes dehydrated that they use out of uh, Asia. And so we got his diagnosis down from severe to medium. And so we could start to teach him to read again. Wow. How long? That took about six months before we got another diagnosis. And I'm sorry, how old was he when he was diagnosed? Three is when it started. So he would be about three and a half or four Mm -hmm. when we did the healthy diet intervention. But he wasn't all the way back. You know, we could still see the delays. And so I wasn't going to, you know, stop. And back then there wasn't anything on CBD and autism. I mean, nothing because I, no. I would have come across it. But I was sitting having uh, breakfast with a friend of mine who's a cannabis farmer. And I'm a cannabis farmer. We started growing just kind of for fun. Um, I wasn't ever, I smoked and inhaled and exhaled in college and got the full experience. But I knew if I needed to graduate, I needed to probably slow down. And I did. And I actually stopped back then. But he was still growing cannabis and I was helping him. And uh, we just had breakfast one day. We just wanted to catch up. And his buddy was a doctor, Dr. Preston, and out here in California. And he wanted Todd's, my friend Todd, his help um, with a CBD roll-on for pain. And I said, well, what is CBD, right? That's what we all do. Like, remember the first time you've heard of CBD. What is CBD? And he goes, I guess it helps with pain. Well, I go, why is he asking you? He goes, it comes from cannabis. I go, well, dude, I know a lot about cannabis. I've never heard of CBD. And I, and I did know a lot. Wow. And I, we grew it. And so... He said, well, uh, apparently it comes from a strain of, of cannabis called hemp, um, which is anything with less than 0.3% THC doesn't get you high. And, you know, we think of hemp, we think of rope and paper and clothes and sales and all that. But apparently it also, hemp has high levels of CBD that helps with pain. So what do we all do when we first hear something? We type it into Dr. Google and I typed it in and really quickly I saw that CBD was helping children with epilepsy. And so I was like, whoa. And obviously I'm looking for a cure or an answer or an answer to a prayers for my son. It's like, okay, what can we do? And so I'm like, oh my goodness. So there's a plant, which I love plants, plant-based, that is literally getting rid of seizures and epilepsy for kids. Like, that's like, this is nuts. So I was like, okay, well, what about autism? And so I didn't see anything on Dr. Google. And so I went and became a CBD expert. I, I researched, I interviewed, I flew, I traveled, I went everywhere. I was like, okay, this is my best lead. This is what I'm going to do. And lo and behold, there was research, you know, dating back. I mean, it goes back 8,000 years in medical journals in the Orient, but 
Dr. Raphael Mishulam in 1963 was the first to actually start to study CBD. And the first, it's called a cannabinoid. So a cannabinoid is a part of the cannabis plant. And a cannabinoid like CBD, which stands for cannabidiol, was discovered in 1963 um, and started to be studied. And in 1970s, Dr. Raphael Mishulam, he did a study with nine children with epilepsy and seizures. And he gave CBD to all nine and all nine either had drastic reduction or elimination of the seizures. Now, this was a published article. You can find it in pubmed.gov in the 1970s. And so he thought he had just basically, you know, made his contribution to the world. Here comes the Nobel Peace Prize. This is going to be the biggest thing since penicillin. And wouldn't you know, it got buried. It never picked up. No one ever picked it up. And so in 2019, he's he still alive. He came out to CanMed in Pasadena, you know, some 40 years later and admonished the healthcare system and the medical system. How dare you? Now in 2019, I'm coming here as a keynote speaker at a, it was a cannabis medical uh, conference and, you know, and said that how many millions of lives could have been helped and saved if my published works would have been able to been picked up and, and, you know, obviously we're happy now that you and I are having this right. conversation and, and CBD and cannabidiol is, is helped so many children and families, but it's, it's, it's more than that. So CBD is just a part of this plant. You know, vitamin C is just a part of an orange. It's really the orange, the whole orange that gives your body the ability to receive and get the yes. nutrients, yes. Uh, the live enzymes to really help boost your body. And it's the same with the cannabis plant. You said something a minute ago that I think a lot of people are confused about. And honestly, like, you know, I've been kind of up to date on all of this. I'm a medical marijuana prescriber. And I, to be truthful, did not know that hemp and marijuana are the same plant. They're just different strains. Hemp is just a made up word. Uh, it's a made up uh... I should say it's a made-up word. It actually dates back to Cannabosum in the Bible. If we want to go all the way back to Moses 2,800 years ago, Cannabosum stands for hemp, uh, aromatic. And they even changed the word Cannabosum in the Greek translation of the Bible in 300 AD to mean calamus, which is a marshy plant that doesn't make any sense. So they literally hid the cannabis. They've been hiding it from us for 1,700 years when they translated it from Hebrew to Greek. But um, yes. So hemp is yeah. just, um, it was an arbitrary number by some Canadians that said any cannabis plant that has less than 0.3 tenths of a percent of THC is considered hemp because anything less than 0.3 THC is certainly not psychoactive. You certainly are not going to get high. It was meant for industrial uses. George Washington grew hemp. We actually used it to help beat the, the English back. Even Thomas Jefferson said hemp is a matter of national security. Every farmer back in the early colonial days was required by law to grow at least one acre of hemp because it was so resourceful. You could use it for so many things. It is crazy the amount of things you can use hemp for, the fibers and the... You could make batteries. You could make biodegradable plastic. It's an incredible plant. It's, wow. it's really... We, I have a podcast too called The Miracle Plant. We just talk about 
lit, you know, these 50,000 uses. Oh, I did not know that. I'm so glad to know. Yeah. That. And so it was a blessing for my son. We, we didn't see the, the products on the market. Um, they were all made in that same heating the plant because in order to get, if you're looking for a psychotropic or a psychoactive effect or what we call high or stone, if you ate raw marijuana, which again is a term that we made up in the 1930s to scare people, it's a, a Mexican slang term for the cannabis plant. So they passed in 1937, they made the movie Reefer Madness and all of this to scare people and confuse people. So they passed a law in 1937 called the Marijuana Tax Act, which basically made marijuana and hemp illegal to grow. And so that was 85 years ago. What was crazy was so the American Medical Association, they had written uh, 3.6 million prescriptions for cannabis oil for headaches and all types of pain and inflammation and things like that, stress, sleep. And so the head of the American Medical Association goes to Congress and is like, what are you guys doing? You guys never consulted with us. You never talked to us. You just passed a bill that took away one of our most powerful weapons or tools in the toolbox to help people live a happy, healthy life. And that had been on until 2000, roughly 14 was when uh, Colorado and other states started to federally legalize cannabis. And then the, the 2014 Farm Bill federally legalized hemp again, which it should have always been legal. 2018, they passed a Farm Bill that made it very, very clear that it's 100% as legal as soybeans and corn. Yeah. Even though the FDA doesn't really want to hear that because there's not a lot of money in regulating CBD which whatever, I'll give the FDA a pass just because I'm trying to be nice, but they're set up for billion dollar great pharmaceutical companies. They're not set up mm -hmm. to give us clear pathways so we can register our products with them. You can register your products. I've registered my products with the FDA, right. but they don't have a legal pathway for them to approve them. They kicked it back to Congress recently. And so again, truly it's a Billion trillion dollar industry. There's a drug out there that GW Pharma made called Epidiolex, which is a CBD mm. isolate, which means they isolate uh, this beautiful plant with 512 components. So they cook off the other 511, turn it into a white powder yeah. like the pharmaceutical model does. And then they sell that product, which is not nearly as effective because it's just an isolate for $32,500 a year for kids who have epilepsy. And that's where the fight's at. Because GW Pharma wants to say they own the patents to CBD and CBDA, which CBDA is the raw CBD. And, um, and that's where we're at because there's not enough money. The good news is we're the good guys. We're here to help. Um, a lot of us have been affected by this plant, especially with our, our children. And we've got great lawyers and great lobbyists and we're winning. We haven't won the fight, but we are winning and uh, we will continue to fight and we will continue to win ultimately. I think when you look at history, it's really a fascinating thing that they were so over the years, they've been so meticulous and methodical in getting people anxious about marijuana, right? Marijuana, we can't. And then at the same time, they created a massive opioid epidemic where people are literally dying in the streets. It's mind boggling. And still they're at it. Yeah, it's always something because there's so much money being made. But the good news is we've ended up growing some hemp ourselves. Dr. Raphael Mishulam, the original doctor, the godfather of cannabinoids, as we call him, 
he proved that raw hemp, raw CBDA, the A stands for acidic, that's what the plant makes, CBDA, it's raw, is up to a thousand times more effective than cooked, heated CBD. Wow. So when I found that research, and also Dr. William Courtney, who's been on my podcast, um, was the, is the leading raw cannabis researcher. He showed using juicing cannabis with shrinking tumors and helping people in stage four cancer and having incredible results. So then I put the two together. I said, okay, well, no one sells this stuff. I'll just grow it and juice it, cold press it myself, and then and added it to my son's juice. And then we made some oils. And lo and behold, his diagnosis is no longer... He doesn't carry wow. the autism diagnosis. So um, our, our prayers were answered. How old is your son now? He is 10. We're going to a baseball game later on today and uh, with the family. And he um, excelling in music and academics and, uh, you know, batting cleanup for his baseball. I mean, really, all of our dreams came true. And like I said, it's not just because we took CBD um, and every case. Right, of course. Different. It sounds like you had a very holistic model. Correct. Yeah. And our bodies, our bodies want to heal. And sometimes you have to give them the things that they need to heal. Um, But you'd be amazed what our bodies I don't want anyone to come away from this podcast thinking that we're saying, hey, here's the magic CBD. It'll fix all your problems. Like, no, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying at all. But I do think CBD and hemp as a plant substance with all of the different compounds it has and antioxidant properties and this is a really important thing that you may find helpful. Absolutely. I think there is a lot of fear about like hemp, marijuana, CBD, THC, right? Like nobody wants to get their kid high, which, you know, of course we don't want to do that. Um, So what would you say to those parents who are struggling with that question? Well, I was in the same boat because I remember, you know, obviously my son had a neurological diagnosis and his brain was overinflamed and couldn't detoxify the heavy metals and the pesticides that were in his body because we did tests for that as well. And so the last thing on the planet I would want to do was get my son high, like how confusing and weird that would be. And I, you know, so, and again, as a cannabis partaker, I knew what that could feel like. And so cannabis, there was no chance. But when I found out there was a hemp plant that wouldn't get you high, that was high in CBDA, I was like, okay, like, let's do this. So all of our products, you know, well, they weren't products back then. It was just making it for my son, but all of them were made for my son. And so all I did afterwards was put up a little sign in in an office building that I had up here. And and all I was going to do was pay it forward to autistic families or families dealing with autism or on the spectrum. And so that was it. And I didn't think anything of it other than I'm paying it forward because no one told this, this needs to be out there and, and, and it helped, but then other people started coming for lots of other things as well. But just understand that even if you saw the movie Cheech and Chong, right up in smoke and the cop pulls him over and Tommy Chong is eating all of the marijuana, right. In the scene. And then he goes on like this acid trip. Well, here's the funny thing. That's not true. If you ate raw marijuana high in THCA, because that's how the plant makes THCA, you would not get high. You would get healthy. That is why you put fire to cannabis, because you have to burn. You have to convert that THCA into THC Delta 9. The plant itself is the superfood of superfoods, and we should all be eating it. That's fascinating. So I guess with edibles, like when people do edibles, that's processed then. 
prior to... It's been heated. Uh, the fancy word is decarboxylated. But yes, they have converted the THCA into THC Delta 9 when you put fire to it. And uh, even when you make brownies, if you've ever made brownies in the past, you have to cook them in the oven, the, the cannabis or the marijuana, cook them in the oven, then cook them in a pot and then put them with the butter to cook them in the butter and then drain the butter and put the butter into the brownies. That's a lot of heat that you're applying to the cannabis plant. You know what I mean? And look, if you want to enjoy the, the recreational side of the plant, by all means, um, go for it. And all I would say, even on that level, is consume the plant. Don't smoke vapes and don't do weird crap and dabs and all of this junk. Folks, it's a plant. It's a beautiful plant. God put this plant here for me and you, is to, to quote uh, Smokey from the movie Friday. For me, THC, I, I don't enjoy it. it. It gives me some anxiety and some paranoia and things like that. And it wasn't for me. I gave up on the plant in my early 20s. But when I found what it was doing for children with epilepsy and what it did for my son, that's why I'm on podcasts like this. That's why I have a podcast is to educate people and to have these conversations. And I understand that it's confusing, but all I can say is give it a shot. CBD, you've been taking it your whole life. It's in broccoli. It's in kale. Our body makes it naturally in our human breast milk. And when our, when our body makes it, it's called an endocannabinoid, which is called 2-AG. When a plant makes it, it's called a phytocannabinoid. And that's what these cannabinoids like cannabidiol CBD is. And our, our doctors weren't taught this in medical school. And we've got a long ways to go. But the good news is we've come a long ways. Yeah, we definitely have. I think when you frame it that way, like the plant matter, the benefits of it are similar to broccoli and cabbage and whatever else. Like, I think that is something that people can wrap their head around. So when you say ingested in whole plant form, what does that mean for people? Well, if you would like, you can go to our website. We have a few, but 101hemp.org is the .org we set up. And when you order a product and we have some free products and we have free consultations to actually visit with my mom, the holistic healer, Janet, it's askjanet.org. And she'll walk you through all your questions, especially with all, she was the one that led the way to help my son with the holistic healing. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you consume the whole plant, that's what our bodies know how to receive. So if you want, when you order something, you could ask for seeds. We give you free seeds and videos how to grow it in your backyard. It's still not too late. You can still throw them in a pot in your backyard or in some soil and grow the plant. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Right next to your cucumbers. So let's just play this forward. If you were to get some seeds, yep. grow the plant in your backyard, what would you do with it? So you just got to give it a lot of water and sunshine and anything else that you've done, if you have any kind of green thumb, even if you don't, just give it a shot. And then if you can start to use some natural plant foods that you would find, I uh, use G&B organics, but whatever works for you. But so you get to grow it. And after about, uh, you know, it'll start out as a little seedling and it'll grow to, you know, maybe two or three feet. And then it'll start to flower. The female plants flower. The male plants are the ones that make the seeds. Once they start to flower, once they're fully, you know, in bloom, you can pick them and juice them. Like literally, that's what I do. I clip them and throw them in my kale and carrots and uh, apples and, and all these organic things and oranges. So you just juice the flower, the bud? Yeah. You could juice everything. Uh-huh. Uh, the stalks are a little tricky on the juicer. I wouldn't recommend putting that in there. But just clip anything off the stalk, leaves and bud all alone and, and put it right in there. You could, you know, maybe a small handful would be enough for like a, a, a big juice for the day. 
And that's the best way to do it. The second best thing would be to, to have it and then, um, you know, either uh, would freeze it. You can freeze it. They can last oh. up to about two years. Oh. You will lose some of the live enzymes that way, but it, you can just pick it out of your uh, freezer and, and clip them in there. And that's what, that's how our products are, are designed to reflect, which is cold pressed, cold extracted, whole plant. Just think of it like hemp. Yeah. Juice. So Hold I'm this. thinking about this in my own life, right? Like, yeah, I have room for a few planters. I could have lots of room and I have a little bit of time and maybe I could do this, but I would never have time to do it on a regular basis enough to take it every day. So it sounds like you've, you're doing this on a large scale and would you recommend people take this every day? Do you take it every day? Oh yeah, absolutely. So Dr. William Courtney, who's the raw cannabis doctor um, who really led the way in 2010, he said, if you took cannabis, hemp, whatever you want to call it, if you ate it every day as a dietary food essential, which it should be, uh, you wouldn't have to use it as a medicine. Uh, it, it literally, it our bodies, each everybody has what's called an endocannabinoid system. Every mammal has it. And this endocannabinoid system was discovered by Dr. Raphael Mishulam again in 1991. And basically, this endocannabinoid system balances all of the nine major systems in your body. So whatever you're going through, whatever health challenge it is, endocrine, skeletal, you name it, hormonal, you, this endocannabinoid system is like the puppet master that will balance the other nine systems. So if you take it every day, twice a day, I mean, we've seen the blood work. I do a lot of studies with blood work and research and things like that. Like it helps your body find what's called homeostasis or balance. So if you take it once or twice a day, you would be amazed. It just helps your body do what your body wants to do. When you were seven years old and you got a scratch and the scratch was gone in the morning, that's a healthy body with a healthy immune system. And that's what this plant does. Look, you need to do the other things. You need to drink water. You need to exercise. You need to be mindful. You need to sleep. You know, you need to make sure you're eating healthy. You do those five things and you make sure that you're adding in with your food. We all went through the kale craze. We all went through the celery craze. My hope and dreams are that we'll go through that raw hemp craze and it'll last, you know, another 8,000 years. Wow. So let's just circle back a minute. I mean, obviously, we've discussed like how good it is for you physiologically. How does it help your mental health? This is the thing that people miss, I think, in mental health, is that mental health is really about the way your brain and your nervous system function, right? Like we know that when neurons fire a certain way that it results in thoughts or feelings or whatever, right? Like, and I think that that connection between healthy organ systems and brain function, mental health, mood gets lost. So what are the benefits to a person's mood or mental health that you've seen? So the number one reason people come, and I'm in one of my stores right now here in Ventura, California. Um, the number one reason that people come to our stores or to our websites is pain. But when March of 2020 happened, it quickly had an equal rival, which was stress and anxiety. And so what is stress and anxiety? Well, it's an overstimulation of the brain. Uh, I call it popcorn brain. There's just too much going on, too many thoughts, too many external interference going on. We have these phones in our pockets and these news, and all of a sudden we need to be you know, keeping up with the Joneses. And like, if we all lived on an island and our only decision was in the morning, do I need to have coconut juice or pineapple juice? I promise you, you wouldn't be as stressed as you are. We have too much going on in our lives and no one had taught us how to live in this world. This is 
And we do it voluntarily to ourselves too, which is kind of crazy. Exactly. I mean, we're basically addicted to these phones, which I think is going to be funny at some point because the kids are going to say, why do we call these things phones again? That's just like one little thing that they do. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, again, how does it help? Well, your brain is firing too much. It's overstimulated. And that is where stress comes from. Uh, If it's understimulated, that's where depression comes from. So again, because this plant helps find homeostasis or balance, it's like setting a thermostat. Your brain should be set at 32 degrees. And when it rises to 96, that's stress. If it drops to 60, that's depression. So when you take this plant and eat healthy and drink good, clean water, not that stuff out of the tap, uh, then your body will help naturally balance itself. Look, your body is the most beautifully designed creation ever on, on earth. Uh, and it knows how to regulate itself, but you have to give it it things that help regulate it. Drinking caffeine and drinking a bunch of crappy sugar and not exercising and and looking at at things that are on your phone that are designed to invoke fear because we have a 2 million year old brain that looks for what's wrong. Um, Again, this plant will help your body and your brain just find balance and peace. You need to do your part as well, but it will help regulate those circadian rhythms that we have up there. Circadian rhythms, that refers to sleep. Does it help with that? Absolutely. So that's the number three reason people come. So one is pain, two is stress, three is sleep. So some people will come in for pain, which is the most common, and the pain will go away or it'll go down so much that it doesn't even feel like pain anymore if you've lived with chronic pain. You won't even recognize it as pain. But then they'll be like, man, I'm sleeping incredibly well. Because again, What is sleep? Sleep is where our body recharges. Sleep is where our brain heals and is so critical to being healthy. So if it's slowing down the anxiety in your head during the day, but it's also slowing down the anxiety in your head at night and it's letting your thermostat get to 72. And that's the way you can sleep. And again, there's other ways that you can make sure you're sleeping, staying off of screens, not eating too late, you know, um, getting into a rhythm for sleep and things like that. But sleep is so crucial. So, I mean, again, if, if, something all of us can do right now is take your body weight, divide it in half. And that's the number of ounces in water, clean water. Like, you know, I prefer distilled, but reverse osmosis and natural springs good too. And uh, if you drink that water and you get that sleep, I mean, put you, put your body up against anything and it'll be so much better off. We're severely dehydrated as a country and uh, we don't sleep enough. So if you sleep and drink more water, boy, you're going to be feeling a lot better. It is, you know, as a healthcare provider, these sorts of conversations make me feel so conflicted, right? Like, because what you're saying is 100% true, and it's exactly what I say to patients, and yet getting people to do it is so difficult. And even myself on some days, right? Would I rather drink coffee than water? Sure, of course. (laughs) But that's not how you stay healthy. Well, that's the thing. So like if you don't, because the dis-ease is showing your body saying, hey, something's wrong. I'm trying to get your attention. If you don't have a severe diagnosis and you're relatively healthy, you know, yeah, you splurge a little. Look, you know, there's people that didn't have dessert on the Titanic, right? I mean, you need to enjoy your life. But if you are on a severe diagnosis or you are your child or it's a loved one, if you've got that wake up call, which is what that is, a diagnosis is saying, hey, let's get to work, then yes, it's time to get serious like we did with my son. Get a food allergy test. Right. Make sure the right foods, you're, and look, if it isn't coming from the ground and organic, then 
it's you probably need to stay away from it. Doesn't need to come in a box if you can't pronounce the ingredients. It, you certainly can't get it through a drive-through. Right. Uh, you just got to get your body healthy again, and and that's what you need to do. So, but if you are healthy, yeah, I mean, look, um, you know, have dessert, things like that. But just everything, as we all know, it comes in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. You just talked a minute ago about organic. Do you um, use any pesticides in the producing of the hemp? Absolutely not. The good news is that hemp was so new that it technically became legal, if you want to call it federally legal in 2018, which it should have been forever. They, it was so new that they had not been able to, even USDA and the governing bodies have not been able to prescribe or sign off on pesticides for hemp. So you literally can't use pesticides on hemp. Which is great because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, because we'll get wow. people asking us for what's called COAs or certificate of analysis, which shows that you don't use pesticides, which is great. And I love it. But then I sit there and I think, are you looking for COAs when you go through the drive through uh, or the restaurant? I mean, it's like, come on, people like and I get it, <laughs> but but it's it is an awakening that. And the pesticides, the glyphosate, and the Roundup, and it's everywhere. It's in our water table. It's in our umbilical cords. I mean, it's just everywhere. So we just have to be so conscious of organic. You know, look, there's the talking points that are out there. And those talking points weren't made by you. Well, it's cost so much more to eat it organic and all the whole foods, whole paycheck. Look, that's big pharma working. Yeah, They're working right. their systems. Yeah. They own 75% of all the commercials that you watch on television. 75%. There are only two countries in the entire world that will allow pharmaceutical companies to be advertised on television. It's the United States and New Zealand. Go figure. No one else allows drug companies to advertise on television. Right. Do you know how much money? Pharmaceutical companies pay in television advertising. It is 75%. I know. It's crazy. So that being said, right. you need to make sure that, like I said earlier in the podcast, trust your own instincts, do your own research. You're up against a trillion, multiple trillion dollar, big food, big ag, big pharma, all of these companies, you know, uh, big healthcare. There is no money in you growing plants in your backyard, staying healthy, drinking water. But there's a lot of help. Exactly. Exactly. I do find it funny that, you know, you're right. There's all that talk about like organics are expensive. And it is. Believe me, if when I'm in the grocery store and I'm looking at the organic strawberries next to the regular strawberries and there's a $3 difference, I'm like, damn. But at the same time, like you're going to get the amount of nutrients in three strawberries that are organic that you're going to get in two of those other containers just because of the way that they're farmed as well as the lack of pesticides and poisons that you're putting in your body. So I think it's very, very misleading. So that's excellent to know that there's no pesticides used in hemp. You know, I was reading a study um, just prior to this interview because I wanted to brush up on the topic and I saw that um, there's some evidence that it helps with weight loss, which obviously is a topic that myself as a middle-aged woman and uh, most of American middle-aged women want to know about. Do you know anything about that? So yes, um, again, because hemp, whole plant, raw hemp helps your body find homeostasis or balance, it's going to help balance blood sugar, which is food cravings. And so we even have a product that we made for that and we infused some goji berries and gymnema, but uh, which also help as well. But at the end of the day, it, it certainly is going to help your body. So we'll see people that'll come in for like pain or cancer 
and they'll take our products and they'll get their blood work done on a constant basis. And then their doctor will be like, what is going on? You know, you've had diabetes for, you know, 20 years and now your blood sugar levels are, you don't have diabetes anymore. What did you change? What happened? Maybe I pulled the wrong records. What's going on? We hear this all the time. Wow. Uh, because again, if you're taking a, basically, you know, cold pressing and concentrating hemp into these little oils that you put under your tongue is kind of like cheating. It's like eating healthy for 30 days. It's all these nutrients are packed in there. And so if you ate healthy for 30 days and drank good water and exercised and slept and were mindful, uh, you'd be amazed what your blood levels would look like. And so, yes, we see it all the time. And also sometimes what we need is a pattern interrupt. So instead of reaching for the potato chips or the glass of wine or the chocolate bar, if you grab a, even if it's a CBD or a celery or water, but it's a pattern interrupt. If you grab the CBD, hold it under your tongue for five minutes and allow it to get into your bloodstream through your sublingual glands, it will help regulate. It'll help anxiety. Maybe a lot of us stress eat, a lot of us emotionally eat. So if you're not as emotional as you were 10 minutes ago because you took CBD, that will help as well. You know, but yes, I was just back from Denmark with my family. And again, every time they build a highway in Denmark, they build a bike path. So you can ride a bike anywhere in Denmark, anywhere, anywhere you think. When they build a road, a highway, there's a bike path. That's awesome. So we don't exercise as much as we need to. Um, you know, we have lots of distractions. Um, we have the most toxic water and food in the planet. And uh, it's, it's inexcusable that it's that way. But now if you're listening to this podcast, well, you know, Pandora's box is open. It's on you now. Do your own research, find your good water, <laughs> find your good food. Yeah, you don't, you yeah. think if you, and I challenge you to challenge me, go see what I say is true or not and go out there and find it. And where I like to go is pubmed.gov. There's lots of great medical journals as well to read, do your own expert, uh, you know, experimenting and um, ask your friends and neighbors, what are they doing? You know, as far as CBD or, or things like that, um, see what, or water. There's different schools of thoughts, but again, if you're drinking lots of water and you're eating healthy, um, you're going to, you're going to be feeling a lot better and your body's going to be able to fight off whatever it is you're dealing with. That's amazing. I think that you are doing some good stuff out there in the world. Well, thanks. It's been my honor to, uh, blessing to pay it forward, really. Yeah. So if people want to know more about your product, your company, where should they go? 101hemp.org is a good place to go to if you wanted to maybe check out some of the products that we're talking about. Also, my mom, Janet, is a wonderful resource, a holistic healer. It's a free consultation. It's a Zoom call or a phone call. It's uh, askjanet.org. She's the researcher of researcher. She knows all there is to know about the body and health. And So what does she do? Is she like a health coach or what is her kind of title? She just does it for free. She's just a wonderful person that helps people. Wow. And uh, wow. we've helped. That's amazing. Mostly a lot of it's autism, questions about autism and what we should do and shouldn't do or what worked for our journey. Uh -huh. um, but she's, you know, helped her husband uh, heal cancer. Wow. She's, you know, we've developed products for eczema. Yeah. She's also um, helps into product development as well. So she's just an amazing woman. Wow. That's awesome. And I think that's such a great resource because a lot of people, when I have these conversations in the office, they want to know, well, how much, how many milligrams, exactly. what, what, what yep. brand? Like, I don't really know the yep. answers to those questions. So to have somebody like yep. your mom ask Janet, that's phenomenal. Yep. That's awesome. So askjanet.org. I'm going to put all of these links in the bottom of the show notes. 
Also, you mentioned some hair testing. Vitality analysis. And some enzyme products that you talked about in the beginning. I'll put that stuff in the show notes as well. So check it out. You're going to find some good stuff down there. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you know that I appreciate you spending your time here because I know there's a lot of other places that you could be. Quick shout out to my editor extraordinaire and co-producer Sam Eisenbaum. If you found value in this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could just rate and review it on your podcast platform. Now get out there, keep learning and growing so that you can be the best version of yourself as you support the people you love. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm.